0: Well, it's been a little while since we've been able to uh, put out a Wednesday devotional. Uh, as you know, things have been extraordinarily hectic uh, in trying to determine what we're able to do uh, with government regulations and with churches and with all the daily events of life that there are, all the needs that people have. Uh, we've been you know, working to get a, a, an enormous number of things done. And so Wednesdays we put out announcements, we've sent out emails, but we haven't had uh, a devotional for a while. And So we decided that that would be good to do today. Now, this morning I think I'm going to be talking about a verse that you may never have heard about uh, in terms of a devotional before. I mean, I'm sure you've read it in your Bible reading, but you may never have heard a a reflection on it. Uh, And that's too bad, uh, because it's a rich verse in Joshua 12, verse 13. Joshua twelve verse thirteen says, The king of Debir, one, the king of Gedder, one. Now if you approach the Bible thinking that every verse is supposed to give you devotional warmth, uh, some sort of warm and close fuzzy feeling towards God, uh, you may find that Joshua 12.13 doesn't immediately provide you with that type of feeling. Uh, you, you read this, the king of Debir won, the king of Gedder one, and if you just randomly take that out of its context, I mean, what does that teach you about anything? Uh, well, Frankly, not much. It doesn't teach you anything about anything if it's out of its context. And that's one of the most important things to learn about reading the Bible, about doing your devotions. I mean, so many devotionals, they present uh, one or two verses completely removed from their context. And so you need to work very hard to ensure that the lesson you're being taught from a verse actually is found in that particular verse. Uh, It's also important, as C.S. Lewis uh, mentioned, that one of the most difficult things, one of the most dangerous things in our devotional life is to try to just work up sort of a warm devotional feeling. If we're trying to cultivate emotions, if that's the goal of our devotions, then often we'll stop doing them because our devotional time may may leave us feeling cold. Sometimes God feels far away. Sometimes we don't seem to get much out of a verse or a passage. Sometimes we're distracted. And so, if the goal of devotions is just to engender certain feelings, then we will often seem to fail. We'll find them very disappointing. But the goal of devotions is not to just sort of cultivate this emotional feeling. It's to learn about God and spend time with Him. So, prayer and Bible reading, we thank God. There are times when we are, uh, where our emotions are stirred by His truth and by His spirit and presence. But there are other times when we're not going to have a mountaintop experience. We're, we're simply doing as we ought to do. Uh, living out in faithfulness and fidelity to God. Now, Joshua 12, 13. The king of Debir won. The king of Gedder one. What is this supposed to teach us about God? Well, this verse falls into a king list where in Joshua, all of the kings that have been defeated from their little petty city-states in the promised land, all the kings, all their their little cities that have been defeated by the Israelites through the power of God are listed. It's, it's, It's keeping track. It's a memory aid. It allows the Israelites to realize that God is being faithful to give them the promised land. And although there is opposition, although there are numerous kings and obstacles that have stood in their way, God himself is giving them the victory. So this list falls, this verse rather, falls into this list, which falls into this chapter, which is showing how God had begun to bring the Israelites into the promised land and fulfill his promises to them. Of course, you'll recall the reason the Israelites didn't go into the promised land in the first place was uh, they rebelled against God. They gave in to fear rather than walking by faith. They saw the produce of the land, but also heard there were giants, and they pulled back in fear. Moses had died. Uh, The one who for 40 years had led them in the wilderness, the one who had uh, been instrumentally used by God to bring them out of Egypt, to lead them, who, who had given them the covenant law in Sinai, Moses was gone. His young age, Joshua is tasked with bringing this people into, God's people, into the promised land. And there's all of these obstacles. Here, we're reminded that God was more than adequate for the challenge. Uh, God was more than capable of of taking care of his people. He can fulfill his promises. And when you read this list of all these kings who were defeated, you do not say, well, they were defeated because Israel had a greater king. Israel didn't have a king at all at this time. Except for God. You don't Chalk up these victories to Joshua or to the power of Israel. Remember the very beginning, the first, verse 9, the first king in this king list is the king of Jericho. In the beginning of Joshua, you'll remember how Jericho fell. The absurdity of marching around a wall and blowing a trumpet. But God gave the victory. So you don't chalk this up to God, or sorry, you don't chalk this up to Joshua and Israel. You chalk it up to God. He is the one who has brought about. This victory. So, when we read a verse like Joshua twelve thirteen in all of its splendor and all of its its riches, it's a verse that shows us in some ways how important it is to read the Bible properly, um, to engage in hermeneutics, to learn how to how to put verses in context, and and when those verses are in context, this is the, this is the, the, the part of the greatness of of. Reading the Bible devotionally, what you sometimes try to get out of one verse isn't really there. But when you put that verse in its greater, wider context in terms of its, its slightly larger contextual position and then locate that contextual position in, in the slightly larger frame of what God is doing in that era and epoch of salvation history, it's amazing what God does. It's amazing what he has done. He is our faithful God. And as we learned in Hebrews, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our God, this God, is still active and at work today. We need to be thankful for that. You, know, you could easily say that Joshua and the children of Israel, they're going to the promised land. They were living in unusual times. So are we. And the same God who brought about victory for them back then will bring about the victory for his people today through Jesus Christ. Well, may God be pleased uh, to help us read our Bibles well. Uh, as C.S. Lewis noted, to not read for just our own emotional sake, but to read, to learn, and to obey. And may God help us to take great comfort and hope from who he is and what he is done as Joshua 12:13 so clearly teaches